and it's katie this is classically black podcast where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession what trap beats playing in the background hello well you gonna watch the new Medea movie <laughs> i just it no. looks so bad i i maybe if i was eight and i was still okay <laughs> I used to love Madea, but it just looks so bad. I um, I didn't even know that there was a new Madea movie until a couple of days ago. People was talking about how it just wasn't giving on Twitter, and I was just like, "Why would y'all think it would give?" It's literally Tyler Perry dressed as Madea, dressed as Beyonce. Why? What part of that gives? I saw chaos? a clip of. Oh gosh, Tyler Perry! I just want to know. I was like, how long did he wait? After taking y'all's money for that farewell tour before putting that wig back on. Now I almost went to the farewell tour because I was I thought it was the end of an era. Because I remember we used to watch like when he put them tapes on D V D, we used mm-hmm. to watch them. Like I my mom owns them. She got them somewhere. Um, so I was like, Oh, I wanna go. I for, I forgot why it never worked out. Probably divine intervention, but I forgot why I was not able to go. But I had every intention, like, let me just go on here and watch. And I was like, come on, talk about it. David Mann, Tamla Mann, like I feel like it was a lineup that I would I could've I could have seen that. I knew when he came out with that that wasn't gonna be his last that that's the thing. Like I always knew he was gonna come he was gonna bring Medea back. I just didn't think he would do it so soon. I was, I was like, like dang, I thought he, it was a, I thought he was leaving because oh. he's had so much money and opened up that studio and has other shows. So you know what I'm saying? Like he has other projects that he works on. I really thought Medea was done. Uh, and all that line he did about the, the he hates dressing up Medea. You love it. He loves it. That's why I was like, <laughs> he's never putting Medea away, especially because Tyler Perry. He's like nowhere near the end of his career. He's not like old or anything. So I'm like, Medea is definitely coming back. Like. I knew Medea was coming back, especially because like, and it, people love Medea, because it's like, yeah, he has a lot of money, but one thing we know about people who got a lot of money, it's never gonna be enough. So mm-hmm. if he can make some more money doing Medea, something that's like tried and true, he gonna do another Medea movie. <laughs> I just did not think out. he was gonna come back so soon. Well, when did he say he was leaving? That was like it was a, it was. I knew you because I remember you talking about it, so it had to be twenty eighteen or later. Oh, it's been a little minute though. And you in a house of the pandemic not, to say you're leaving forever, well. and you're co- you come back like five years later. Maybe he was in a house during the pandemic. Somehow was bored with all the pools and and tennis courts and oculi oculuses that he had. He was like, you know what? Let me write a script. Did it in three days. I mean, that sounds like what Tyler Perry does. I'm just saying he got so many other scripts to write. That's I'm just true, surprised that just, that Medea came back as early as she did i'm not surprised she came back though yeah, i'm i'm surprised for both well not the early part because i i mean i don't pay attention i like i literally did he say 2014 you saying 2018 i don't remember i just uh, remember i remember you saying you might go so i knew you <laughs> oh <laughs> i said it out just, loud. that's crazy dog yeah because i um <laughs> and i know that i met you in 2018 so it had to be after that yeah it had to be dang it hasn't been that much time then and I don't think it was right when I first met you because I met you. Oh no, I met you at the beginning of 2018. But still, I want to say it was 2019 when he pulled on that tour. Hmm. Yeah, I really was finna go to that. What I was finna say? Dang. Yeah, that was what three years ago. Oh, it hasn't been no. Yeah, he missed it. <laughs> he was itching to put that. He probably had it on at the house, but he was like, "I need somebody to see this." 
<laughs> but I'm gonna watch it because I I can't I can't imagine Medea being funny today. Like he was doing Medea in in 1999, early 2000s. Like I feel like if I'm not mistaken, someone correct me. But honestly, our audience, who gonna correct me? I, if I'm not mistaken, 1998, 1999, he had his first like Medea stage play. I think it was Family Reunion. Although I'm not, don't quote me on that, but it was definitely around that time. So I just can't imagine a character like that, especially like, especially what the internet has done with that. Um, what's it called? What word I'm looking for? What the internet has done with that. Um, dang, not me forgetting the word I'm looking for. I would help you, but I know I still because I, 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 there's no context clues. Like, <laughs> what's it called when it's like a? It's not a genre. But it's like within a genre, like, like, um, trope. What the internet has done with that trope of like men dressing up as women, like specifically black men dressing up but as yeah. women, it's just so freaking old and tight. Like, I just, it, I just, it just feels so antiquated that I don't, I don't see me getting any enjoyment out of that. Like, there's even this Jamaican influencer who I love, and I've loved him more when he stopped dressing up as Patricia like the character that he was playing because all it does is just damages black women and so it's just like i don't see myself laughing at that but i pay for netflix i'm the only person in america in the world actually paying for their netflix account um so i should use it it's damn near 30 dollars a month now so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it i downgraded Um, mine you can downgrade it yeah well how many how much do you have how many screens just one Oh, never mind. I have the most basic one, but every month they email you talking about, "Hey, girl, um, we going up fifty cents, we going up a dollar." And I'm like, "I oh, really you said almost thirty dollars. I thought you had the highest. I used to have the highest oh, no. one. I'm being dramatic. I used to have the highest one, and then they talking about they they raising it again after y'all already raised it to seventeen ninety nine. I said no, I'm putting it down because I've already been. I haven't even been over there like that except for the Love Is Blind thing came See, on, I so I've been that. over there, but. I haven't even been over there like that. And I'm the one that watches Netflix the most. The only reason why I upgraded was because um, I just didn't want nobody, you know, interfering with my Netflix time when they get on. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I haven't been. Love is Blind is the first time I've been over over by Netflix. And, and I don't even know how long. So I downgraded to two screens. And I'm not going to. If it becomes a problem, then I'll upgrade. But I'm going to go look at mine and see if I could get the lowest. I mean, I. I want the tier above ads because I had Paramount Plus for three seconds. Netflix has ads. Pardon? No, I'm just saying because Paramount oh. Plus does have ads. Like you can you can pay four ninety nine and have ads, and this got really annoying because I'm like, what other platform has ads? Well, maybe Hulu. Hulu. Um, I just don't be watching. I mean, literally, like at the end of the day, I'd never think to unwind with a, a TV show or a movie. I never do it. I save those for like maybe a Friday night. I do a Friday night little movie or something or a Saturday night. But I just watch. And also, like, I have I've been out of town all week, so I have so much YouTube to catch up. Like, when am I going to watch Netflix? And then when I'm not doing it, I'm doing TikTok. So it's just like, I really shouldn't have okay. any platform. TikTok, I just, I try to force myself. Oh my gosh. It's just not for me. TikTok is so good. It's, it's so. Me. It's like, I can do good. TikTok when people screen record them and put them on other platforms like but tiktok is so i don't know maybe i missed the everybody on tiktok wave and so now it just feels like i'm figuring out myself and it's just like kind of like maybe it's how it was when you first got on twitter that's probably yeah, what that's, it was. About to say. that's what it sounded like because we met we everybody mass learned tiktok together 
Because the girls were on TikTok in 2019. I had no idea. Um, But when the pandemic hit, everybody got on TikTok because people kept talking about it. Like, let me see. It's just dance videos, but it's not. Well, that's what it started out as. Now it's way, it's so much more than that. But I'm just glad I'm not on there because I don't need to be addicted to nothing else. So. Yeah, I feel like I have a TikTok addiction. I need to have a viola addiction. That would save a lot of problems. That's what I need to have. But instead, alas. Not alas. <laughs> Here we are. That's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm probably about three months off of my brain. It was not in my ears. So, I mean, have the, the least amount of enjoyment I can. The most amount of enjoyment I can, rather. Anyway, you got some news? I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm um, my gro- I have to sign for my groceries um, today. And they come in at five. So. Um. Well, Soprano and Blackface Advocate Anna Natrevko, um will no longer be. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. a wild sentence. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, will no longer appear at the Metropolitan Opera this season or next season after failing to comply with the company's demand that she distance herself from president from President Vladimir Putin of Russia as he wages a war on Ukraine. So last week we talked a little bit about Valerie Gergiev. I think since then there have been other developments. Oh yeah, yeah, because since then it was the Munich Philharmonic and I think one other of the um, orchestras that he was affiliated with was giving him until Monday. Well, he hasn't said anything, so he's been fired from there. A lot of his engagements have been canceled. His manager dropped him. Like the whole period. They put something up. Um, there was also a record label that has stopped. Um, or like a something. Yeah, they stopped like distribution of records that he's on. Um, That's like a lot of records. That's yeah. a lot of records. It's a lot. Um, and um, Anna Natrepko has also been um, mixed up in this. I didn't even realize that she had... Um, supported Putin by the time we had done last week's episode um just because she had kind of just released that statement so I was like let me squeeze this in there but since then I've learned a little bit uh, more uh about that so um on on a couple of days ago Peter Gelb who's I forget his title but he over there at the Met and I forget his exact title but he's he runs over there at the mid and um he released a video basically saying that um they would no longer be able to engage with artists that uh, were in support of putin as he wages a war on ukraine and everybody was like okay met doing the right thing for once which you know and probably never again <laughs> you know that, that knocked the wind out of them and you know what i'm really surprised because in her first little statement she said that she didn't support the war and for them i thought that was gonna be enough i thought that they were putting out this statement because it was a little ambiguous and so was hers and so Mm -hmm. i thought like oh they was putting this out to be like oh well technically she said but so the fact that they are actually like no longer going to be doing performances with her um was surprising to me but also she i know i know for a fact that she pulled out some of them so um but they announced on Thursday, um, they announced that, that her engagements um, were no longer going to be happening on Thursday, um, citing Russia's inv- invasion of Ukraine. 
Um, and she also has issued statements that have been critical of the war, but she also remained silent on um, Putin himself, um, who she has endorsed in the past um, for re-election. Okay, that's what, that's what his title was, General Manager, period. He said, um, it is a great artistic loss for the Met and for opera, and as one of the greatest singers in Met history, but with Putin killing innocent victims in Ukraine, there is no way, there was no way forward. Um, of course, she did not respond for a request to comment, um, which is probably in her best interest because yeah, right. her past comments have been terrible. So, um, and you have no manager. Also, there are other singers. Oh, she like, does. Will. But, oh, yeah, they replaced her with a Ukrainian soprano on one of her upcoming Period. things. That's the thing. Um, I mean, y'all act like if y'all take away one composer, one conductor, one like the thing is gonna crumble and fall to its knees. Like, get a grip. There are so many people that often don't get time because y'all too busy all up in these people's faces, looking at booty cracks. I like find somebody else. It was easy too, right? Look how quick it happened. Um, she. So the like I said, it's been um two two seasons worth of performances that they've canceled. Um, but Peter Gelb said, "quote It's hard to imagine a scenario in which she will return to the Met." Um. So her, she's she's um sang more than or actually nearly two hundred performances over the past twenty years. Um, basically they love her over there. Don't really matter that she's been doing blackface, I guess. That's what I'm but, saying. You know, the the line is somewhere, but we found it. <laughs> um, no, but so her departure has um kind of been one of the larger uh, stories um, in terms of Russian artists um, getting backlash because of their ties to Putin. Um, I think this has raised some questions and some about, um, about the situation, partly because I don't know a whole lot about Vladimir Putin but also some of the things that I've learned since um, have have made this a little bit more of a complicated situation. And I wish I could remember where I just read this. I think I read it either this morning or yesterday. But um, about not basically not knowing where artists stand, whether or not they can say something. Mm-hmm. Especially because, especially someone who I don't know their living situations or whether or not they are. I imagine Valerie Gergiev is probably still based in Russia, um, but I don't know for sure. And as we see, like people are getting like they're giving people fifteen years in prison for speaking, for going against the state narrative mm-hmm. about the war. Like if you you know say something else say something other than what their narrative um, is supposed to be about the war. Like they literally put people in prison for 15 years. One lady, um, I know they've been, they've been known to, if you bring your kids to a protest, taking away custody of your kids, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think at this point, that's also a question. And I forget, and I wish I could remember who raised it because I didn't even, I didn't know they was doing all that. And so then I guess you kind of get into the situation where you don't really know and I'm not defending Miss Blackface or whatever, but like just in general, mm-hmm. um, 
because there are a lot of other Russian um, artists and just Russian people in general. Like I, I this one dude, he posted like he, to me, he just looked like a regular old dude that he was he was entering this piano competition in Ireland and they were like, we're not taking Russian people uh, this round. And I was like, I mean, the Paralympics, I I forgot the Paralympics was happening because of, um, because of everything that's been going on and with the war and there, they pulled Russian, they pulled Russian athletes out of the, out of the Paralympics. The thing is, there are certain, there are certain situations where I might be able to understand. The Olympics is one of them because it's a, a national sort of, like you're representing um, your nation a lot. And especially I think Russia gets a lot, like, like for example, if you have big winners in the Olympics or the, I imagine the Paralympics are similar. Um, like, I feel like that has to do with, um, maybe not directly your country's economy but like you know i don't i don't know how to explain it like I mean, when like you, your when athletes you are metal you have to pay tax on it so i guess yeah yeah and and your um and athletes on on the olympic stage are i feel like assets to their to their nations but um but still like i think that's also a complicated situation because it's like you have people who may not be in the position to safely speak out against them like that tennis player who did so, he he wasn't in Russia, and I presume he probably would have to go back if he was if he was doing that. I mean, at this point, you know? he probably can't go back. So, um, but also like this this piano dude, he just seemed like a regular guy who was just like, I'm just Russian, you know, <laughs> like, he yeah. was just a guy. Like with Anna Netrebko and 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 Valerie Gergiev, like they have ties to Putin, have endorsed him, and like that's they friend like somebody um there was a, a npr interview that netrepko said that she wishes that she could have been his lover because he has good masculine energy i was like see y'all what? just say anything what yeah. that's what i'm saying <laughs> she don't have a team that's what i'm saying like, it gives you have a team you you and you ignore the text or like yo you need a new team because why would you yeah say i was gonna say your, your team probably on the same page you're probably like yeah yeah yeah, yeah like i'm good said again <laughs> Like I feel like, and they're they they are in very different situations than just like a guy who is Russian. Like, and like for example, this is another one that may maybe it's certainly not a parallel to the Olympics, but they banned Russian cats from being in this cat competition. I, I mean, but cats ain't I been, do nothing. But I've been following this war probably too much. I had to take a break um, because one, I had more time to be on tiktok and just watching like news watching a lot of news networks just go live on tiktok just to reach more people um my cousin having the news on me reading a lot like i've been reading a lot of the new york times it just what i gather is they're just trying to hurt russia in literally every single way that they can so it's like yeah. even if you're like a regular guy it's like oh you russian okay period because what they what it seems like is like the obviously because um, we have propaganda over here too um so they're telling the people like oh you know the ukraines are evil like ukrainians are evil like blah blah blah, blah. Like, well, don't worry like we're just doing military operations and the people on the ground don't really know what's going on so as much as they can like hurt the russian people 
the more but it, i feel like almost like fruitless because what they're gonna do go up to putin's house and um and protest like they're not gonna take their necks off you know what i'm saying but i just feel like whatever way they can hurt russia they they doing it with sanctions cat competitions like whatever it, i think that's like the thing because they can't do too much they can't pop off too much or you know big body peeping it's in a nuke nuke you know what i'm saying so which would be stupid on his like that would wouldn't be smart but he's also not very smart you can tell so um i don't know it's like literally no no russians allowed anywhere i i i mean i understand that i do think that though there are ways that like to say if you want to hurt russia in any way there are some ways that i don't think hurt russia at all and so the cat competition that's why i said that's another one that i'm like i could kind of understand especially if it has like a lot of prize money whatever because you know they're hitting a lot of people where it hurts their season assets of russian oligarchs that are over here like that's like i understand that so the cat the cat competition could fall into that you got a a whole lot of russian cats winning a lot of prize money then like i could see that um i don't know the history of of the cat competition so but um but for something like that like especially because a lot of people are um because like the stuff that they're doing is already like it's gonna hurt russian citizens the the sanctions all of that like it is and it's also gonna hurt russia and and it makes sense um but like this dude first of all this dude don't even live in russia and he just like it's not even like it's one of them like competition i think Mm -hmm. but um also like i feel like there's a difference between there are some things that are going to hurt russia's economy there are some things that are going to hurt like and and in turn will hurt the Russian people, and then there are some things that simply just hurt Russian people, and it don't really seem like Russia cares about Russian people. So I don't really think that's gonna move. Yeah, the that's why. I think that's what it is. Like they want to hurt like like Russian people, but the, that's what I said before. Like it doesn't seem like it's a good method because the Russian government doesn't care about the Russian people. Exactly. So I'm so kind of like like. But I feel like people feel kind of like. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not speaking for France and Germany, or whatever. But I'm, it's like almost like a helpless situation because he can't do too much because yeah, then really he gonna lose his mind. So it's like, what can we do, girl? I got some cats. It's like you know. It's like I feel like, and I mean, I'm not no little war expert or nothing like that. But that's what it gives from whatever from what I've read and and watched and gleaned. It's like whatever we could do, whatever we could do, and that's why I even saw like a tweet or something yeah i saw something that was like please do not attack russian americans like because people kind of get like they do too much you know what i'm saying but it's America's like whatever they can do whatever they can do to, to block it out i even watched this black girl this black girl living i think it makes it last week this black girl living in novosibirsk with her um they met at hampton <laughs> i think that's funny sorry oh yeah they met at hampton. Her. yeah because she the whole hampton campus you find the okay i mean i mean let me not say that this is a safe space um but yes he was there on a tennis scholarship and they met so now it happens and now whatever they move back they they sit in america for a little bit they weren't happy here so they moved back to to russia which i'm like i could she thought she was gonna be happier okay she's having a blast she's having an absolute Uh, yeah yeah i bet she is literally (laughs) <laughs> she's having a blast in russia she loves russia i would i don't know i've never been to russia so i don't want to speak on it because i thought i was going 
I thought I was gonna get hate crime in Poland. I had a good time. So it's a, it's like I guess it just depends on your. And, and I've heard black people say terrible things about Russia. So, but I've also heard black people say good things about Russia. It's mainly it mainly was black men that said bad things about Russia. But anyway, she over there having a blast, and they posted um a, a YouTube video like last weekend, and the, all the comments were like, "Girl, you're not gonna say nothing about this thing. Like, are you saved?" Da, da, da. It's like the the Russian people are getting affected by this and they're like they're just trying to they just trying to do a little YouTube video you know and it's like I'm curious like how they gonna move forward from that because you have to address people in your comments like they're asking you but it's also like what are you finna say to them as well but it's like whatever they could do what people feel helpless so it's like whatever they could do but um I forgot what war it was um I think Putin was in charge like he don't care about nobodies he don't care about nobody and that's why I thought it was real interesting that when he was he pro- he promised like a whole bunch of rubles which ended up being like like $43,000 to fallen soldiers I'm like where you get all that money from like I know you got a lot of money but it's a lot of money especially for the uh, amount of bodies you about to collect because he does he has a history of not caring about how many bodies he he they don't they you saw that graphic image of that left somebody in the snow yeah yeah it's like it's that's so what I'm dumb. saying. Like when you see these all these countries like being allies with Russia, it's just like it gives weird. It gives weird because it's like that's a very callous country. From I mean, and obviously like we got propaganda and everything like that, so it's like we don't know what's going down on the ground. But it's like you could just tell by actions in the in the past, like what kind of ruler doesn't even care about their own. Pe- I mean, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I got carried away. Yeah, where I live. Yeah, my bad. My yeah. bad, y'all. <laughs> listen but my family listen but you know what shout out to andrew holiness in jamaica he cares about the jamaicans so that's all i got i got on my high horse a little bit let me get down let me get down i mean to a certain extent uh, though to a certain extent i feel like it's worse over there but i'm also american so maybe. i mean i do feel like it's what they're doing hmm, i don't know how to explain it i mean the whole I heard and everybody I'm trying to remember where I where I read this and if it was confirmed or not but um that they was bringing mobile cre- like crematorium or whatever to cremate people like no, no, mobile a mobile yeah while they was because there was some type of issue with the last war with the bodies like being so many of them and getting them out it was a whole thing so he was like yeah just right then and there I read that in two different places, but I would look it up because don't get your news from Classic Black, please. But <laughs> um, because I don't write down a word excited every time I come on the show, so I'm just telling y'all that. But I mean, um, that's better than leaving them out there. But also, like, what are you? What did the family wants? The body bag. They both. I mean, I feel like leaving them out there wasn't even a. Like I feel like those those are both they're both. Like I think the expectation is that they bring them back, so it, I feel like it would be just terrible either way. Like I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that he would leave them out there. I mean, I, it was striking to see if you if if you could have my family member was in a war and you left them, I was not going to go pick them up. So I will say that. Um, like, it's their job to bring them. That maybe because I just maybe that's not what other countries do, but just you know here. That's what Most I'm saying. People. No, I'm saying like, I wouldn't, as a family, like if that was my family member, I wouldn't go pick you up. Like that, I didn't bring you over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. I feel like I feel like the more decent thing to do would be to put them in a body bag and at least bring them back. Like, did you ask them if they're gonna be if they wanted to be cremated? Like, people, no. People just, care about 
people care about you know funerals and stuff some people do anyway no you know and he i guess he's in the position where he like well what you finna do about it right what you want to jump me <laughs> yeah that's pretty much where it's at Yikes. that's really messed up yeah, i just don't so. understand i mean i also don't understand the logic behind this whole thing because um they they agreed on ceasefires so that civilians could evacuate but it's like why don't y'all disagree on stopping like i just i don't you said what like i saw um then i read an article about them agreeing on having like i, I think they're called humanitarian corridors so mm. people can evacuate and i'm like why don't y'all disagree on stopping like why don't you just do that like russia already lost so many soldiers for no reason the whole world they intensifying attacks they was intensifying yep. the attacks they about the to, human- they about it to says rally it up evacuation efforts thwarted when was that this is live updates evacuation efforts thwarted as russia presses attack um, that was just now i haven't read the news since this morning live updated six minutes ago dang see he already done went back on his word because what the when i read it this morning he was saying we have there's a ceasefire so people can get out and i'm like why don't you just ceasefire and go home that makes more sense you done lost all these people the whole world hates you except for china and india oh and don't forget venezuela Can't Dude, i was them. about to say venezuela <laughs> hold it down good good job with team so it's just like girl go home nah he's too much of a He's sick in the head, so he gonna keep on doing this until somebody get get him behind it. Because I don't see him stopping this, especially because yeah, he's not gonna he stop. Who's gonna stop him? Like, the, the only thing that can stop him is the rapture or another world war. Which Father God, okay, now we dropping my laptop almost. Okay, well let's hope that it's still recording. We'll see. We moving on? You got more news? Um, we can move on after I check and see if this is still recording. Cause I have to. It went all the way back to the beginning, so I have to see if it's still. So I have to scroll all the way. Yeah, we're still going. Sorry <laughs> about that, guys. Okay, so um, I was on a plane last week, and when I was flying to my the place where I was going, and. Um, I got on the plane and it was like one of them it wasn't a small plane because I was going uh I was going to a major city. But it had like two and two. It said that you know how bigger planes will have three and three. And sometimes they'll be three and three, but they'll be long and skinny. This one was long and skinny and two and two. So it was like that vibe. And so I got on the plane and the the flight attendant, she was black, she was doing her thing, she was very on top of it. She was a little doing a little bit too much, I thought. Like, babe, rest. Um but she was like she looked at my case which my case is always a cause of distraction because it's purple and also like it's it's it looks slightly bigger than a violin because it is it's a viola um but it's just like people get confused when they see my case so she was like oh you might we might have to check that i'm like check what check your mama like <laughs> like we might have to check that um because of uh it might not fit and i'm like it will fit and I put it in there. She's like, oh. And I'm like, and the lady behind me was like, I think you travel with that more than she does. And I'm like, yeah. But I don't try, to, I don't get fresh with flight attendants because, like, 
just because I travel with my case all the time doesn't mean that like they don't know their plane. So at first glance, it looks like it might not fit. But I'm like, girl, let me just put it in here first. So I didn't, I didn't get frustrated because I really just was like, it fits. And I put it in there and I sat down. She was like, oh. So it wasn't no thing. But it got me thinking about like how many times stuff like this happens or just like frustrating things that happen when you fly with your instrument we might have talked about this before but i have stories for days so it doesn't really even matter um so i thought we would talk about that real briefly for the intermission so you have a, a frustrating or horrific um transportation yeah no traveling there we go words traveling story with your base well one time i got to the destination and they didn't know where it was thankfully my base was, I was only traveling with the case and my base was not in it or else that would be, that would have been a lot more uh, nerve wracking and traumatizing. But basically it was, um, to the point it was, yeah, I can't, if my, if my base was actually in that case, oh my gosh, would have been a freaking nervous wreck. But, um, basically I sometimes, been on no list. Cause what do you mean? How do you lose? Thank how you. Do you lose I'm like, how? where but apparently what happens is that sometimes when it's stuff that's like mad heavy there might be only one person lo- loading the luggage and they like yeah i'm not doing it which you know what i could understand that i could sympathize with that i mean because I yeah like that's it's really <laughs> not uh like yeah and you, you don't, don't even know how to handle it you don't yeah, yeah like and it's very it's very heavy the, the case is a hundred and the, the one i believe I don't know if I was traveling with this one, but it's an older model. They've since gotten a little bit better with the weight, but the case, because I just ca- traveled with it empty again, is 110 pounds without the base in it. So, mm. <laughs> so I can definitely, um, I can sympathize with somebody seeing that coming down and being like, yeah. So, but you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't let the plane take off um, without it going on the plane. Yeah, it, it got to be somebody like. I wouldn't yeah. do that because I don't want you on my neck talking about because they're gonna be able to trace trace it back and I might get in trouble at work. You don't have to talk to me the type of way. I see. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They. I had luckily. Um. I had my dad and his wife work for the airline, so they called around, and that's how I found out. At least that's how I at least found out it never got on the plane. It's still at your destination. It didn't go nowhere else. Like mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I remember. Like, one time I lost my suitcase, um, and a real easy. I went Newark to Buffalo, real easy, real cute, three feet, you know what I'm saying? Suitcase lost. My Ow. uncle, uh, right, exactly. My uncle worked his way up now, he's he's way higher up now, but um, like he does chartering for, for United, but in the day back in the day when he immigrated here from jamaica he started as a baggage handler so he know all them people them in in newark in the baggage department and the, the reason why it was able to get my suitcase so quickly is because he he made a phone call and it's like i think about the like the amount of people who can't do that you know what i'm saying like when i flew ghetto american i said i wouldn't i said i wouldn't fight him again but then i did so um and sign up for the little royalty thing i'm like if i'm doing this i might as well but um they something happened with my bag and it was a whole commotion i almost missed my connecting flight for the second time and it's just like because it's so disorganized because they're moving so many things and people are just trying to do their job and and go home um but it's just it's always a mess i just put the freaking suit scan it put it to the right spot i don't it can't be that bad 
I'm not gonna go find out, but it can't be that bad. Um, mine was I was working for Yola National one summer, and I um was flying from LaGuardia. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. One of them places in New York. I think it was. I think it was JFK to LA. So I had sixteen teenagers with me, all had a violin in hand. And they started to get a little nervous um, at, at the gate because the gate agent is always a freaking gate agent. Relax. you are st- The plane is leaving. You're staying right here. Please relax. <laughs> Please rest. Um, the gate agent saw all the violins and they're like, yeah, so those have to be checked. And I'm like, so we're no. not checking these? <laughs> and they looking confused. They looking scared. I'm like, I'm used to fighting for my life with these people. I, I remember I told them, I was like, I want y'all to relax because they, they all started looking scared. And I'm like, first of all, shout out to y'all for having that wherewithal because 16 year old Katie would have put that joint underneath. I'm like, I wouldn't have known. You know, so shout out to y'all. <laughs> I would not have known. I was not in that space. I'm they like, oh, give H. them a, a thing before they travel, like a thing with the guidelines on it. Oh, yeah. see, that makes sense. I'm like, not y'all concerned. That's cute. I was like, y'all are so smart. Um, yeah, no, that's the teachers. Because <laughs> I, I want to say, y'all could have strapped my, if I was 16, when we went to New York, Oh no! When we went to San Francisco when I was uh, fifteen, you could have strapped my junk to the top of the seat to the plane. I wouldn't have cared. We going to San Francisco. We'll be lit. Like I would not have thought about that. They didn't. That's why. Very good. Um. So they started to panic, and I'm like, y'all, y'all with the right person. Don't panic. And the gay agent is tussling. We going back and forth. I'm like, why don't you pull up your you over here fighting with me? Why don't you pull up your um guidelines and read them? And I, also, I feel like it was some. I feel like we were on Frontier, which, like, you know, you see it. Um, pull up your guidelines and read them about instruments. He's like, well, it don't matter. They're not going to fit. I'm like, they're going to fit. They're not going to fit. And I'm like, how? So I finally was like, how about we go try to put them on? And if they don't fit, we could talk about it after. So then we, we um, I, I was like, come on, y'all. You know, I'm in teacher mode now. Like, you're not going to do these kids like this. You're not going to be scared. Talk to me. Don't talk to these kids. Because, first of all, don't be, why are you talking to these kids? They're yeah. minors. Talk to me. Um, so I'm like, yeah, come on, y'all. And he he right he got asked he's so he's so I, this is my I know that was his villain origin story because I was lit so we get on there I'm I'm like come on y'all let's go let's board they board junk go right in the right in the thing because I knew it would besides the fact like y'all are so it just makes me so angry I know people don't probably don't be flying with instruments often like you maybe don't see it often but like I don't know why like you see a viola and a violin and you see tuba like I don't I don't understand like what happens in your mind like. I'm like maybe use your use your gate agent use your company benefits and fly more and then you can learn something. So okay. they they come in. I try not to get too much, but I just it just irritates me because you try, you tussling with me. You know what I'm saying? Um. So we get in there. They they put all this stuff and he came to come check. And I looked at him. I looked at him just like this. I'm like, and I was like, I said something too. I'm out there, but you can't get too fresh. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, y'all go ahead and sit down. They like they laughing. Like, oh my God, Katie. I'm like, yeah, like, uh uh-uh, uh, we wasn't finna check nothing. Wow, would you look at that? I was like, I said something fresh. He heard me too. Come like, you over here going back and forth with me. Like, you know, like, you're not, go- I don't understand. Like, is, is this your plane? Like, relax. Like, re- like, I'm begging you to relax. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't fit, then we can have a conversation. Because the conversation is we're not going. <laughs> but, like, you over here causing a scene for what? And I was, and I feel like his cousin works at the Rochester airport because okay. I'll never forget I was flying. No, because I was flying this full flight and I hate being with my view on the full flight because it just gives me anxiety. Um, went on full flight. 
So they go around, they just start going around and tagging stuff. So he comes up to my viola and he tags it. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't put a tag on it. He's like, this is too big. I'm like, it's literally not. We don't have room. I'm like, well, your policy says you'll have room. And I got on a plane. He's like, well, it's not going to fit. I'm like, excuse me. And I put my viola up there and I sat down. Like, why do y'all keep doing that? Like, I understand, like, you know the dimensions of the plane and I understand you work there. But it's like, I also travel with this thing. You act like, I, like, you act like I'm on here with a piano. Like, <laughs> relax. And anything like on United at least, because Americans very ghetto with that. But United, they'll put it in the closet if you ask them. Like ninety percent of the time, they'll say yes. American, I don't even think they got a closet, but that's very on brand for a company named Uh-oh. that. I don't even think they got a closet because I've asked so many times, like, oh, well, well, it's Christmas time. I'm with my viola. Everybody got people got luggage. So I'm like, oh, can you put this in your closet? Oh, we can't do that. You could put it in the overhead bin. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much. I did not know where I was gonna put this. I did not know. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I was biting my nails like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Where am I gonna put this? If I don't have a closet. Why would you say that to me? You could say something like more, more like with more tact. Like, oh, you know, our comp- our policy doesn't really allow us to put stuff in the closet or whatever. Not like, oh, you could put it in the overhead bin. Oh my god! Thank you. I was worried. I've never tried with the villa before. <laughs> nah, I was worried. <laughs> That's why I say like I don't understand. American Airlines gets on my freaking nerves. They do, but I'm on there though. They email me. But um, it's funny. I I also have a it won't fit story, but also it's like I could see why somebody would think. <laughs> I was going to Greensboro. Actually, no, I was coming back from Greensboro, and I forgot where I flew through to get to Greensboro. But I flew through somewhere, and then I took a baby plane to Greensboro. And I was also, but I had to research that because I'm like, is it okay? So I got to Greensboro five. Then I was getting back there. Was like, yeah, girl, we we don't know, but the, but it was at the thing where you was checking the bags. I was like, girl, this is not your problem. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm like, just, I'm like, first of all, I got you here. You really gotta tell. You really gotta tell them that. Like, you can't. You don't wanna be rude, but it's like this, babe. You're not. You're, the not, pilot. Even, you're not even over here. Like, this has nothing to do with Nathan. Like, you not even know. Like, like please, <laughs> I'm begging you. You clocked in. You know what I'm saying? Like, just relax. <laughs> Like at the tree, you not even past security, bro. Like this right. has nothing to do with you. <laughs> like like you want to go to TSA to get a lunch? Like why are you stressed? <laughs> Rest, my dear. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've had one of those, and also the main thing that really, I hope I never, and I don't foresee a situation. Why ever have to travel with my base again? Somebody com- contacted me about a gig that I would have to travel for. I'm like, are you kidding me? If you girl, if you don't find a bass player that is based there, like, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Like, talking about you, uh, yeah, um, it's something in San Francisco, girl. No, maybe if I drove, but even driving to San Francisco, it seems like that would be a pretty uh, quite a long drive. Um, it's like, it's like four hours, right? I think it's yeah. somewhere around that. I looked. I feel like I looked it up before. Yeah. Cause like I said, I think that's about how far away it is from LA, and it's about an eight-hour drive from from here to LA. So, yeah, I guess it's not that bad. Um, and that's what I. But I don't have a car, so it doesn't really matter. My base is not here, so it also doesn't matter for that reason. And also, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry. At this point, I can't imagine the gig that would get me. Like I hate gigging. I really, really do. Lizzo. And that that was gonna be one of my many downfalls with playing because like it was either win a job at a, after school right after right out of school which we both know wasn't gonna happen okay and uh, it wasn't. and um or just not do this because i cannot like please don't ever contact me with no gig i'm sorry like 
I would give you recommendations, but like I don't know something about just the everything, the variation. Like my brain gets too bogged down on details, and since the details mm-hmm. are like different every time, I like it really stresses me out to do gigs. Um, and in many cases, in pretty much all cases recently, it has just not been worth the money. I will be okay. Like, mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> great to be able to say that because not everybody can, you know. Yeah. But Jesus. Um. Yeah, but I don't foresee myself ever having to travel with my base or that case ever again. Because another big thing that happens is that uh, the flight case has a lot. It has a lot of bells and whistles on the inside of like how you strap, you know, and they have to open it. And they don't strap it in the right way. And your base come back look like origami. Exactly. And they also, but the thing is, okay, the bells and whistles on the inside is one thing. It is a lot of straps. I can, obviously, I would prefer that you put it back the way that it was in there. But, um, but, you know, I understand, like, it's, it's, it can be confusing. Um, it's not very, like, intuitive. You really have to kind of look up how to do it. But the outside has the little clamps, and they don't check to see every one of those is closed. So I've gotten my base back where the case has not been fully closed. And I'm See. just like, wow. And look it, at that God. means open up there where it's cold. Or where they put it, is it heated where they put it? Nah, it's cold. Because when the case comes back, you could tell it's like ice cold to the touch. Because now your stuff looking like the Grand Canyon. That was easy. That was giving me so much anxiety. That's what I understand. Like, I understand like people got to do what they got to do. But I don't understand how people fly with pets like and put them in under the plane. Because it's like one wrong thing, somebody's first day, somebody having an off day, and now you got a lollipop when you get when you get to your destination. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying. <clears throat> and I know they should be so scared down there. Like that's why we was never going to travel with Changa. You said what? She, so that's why we was never going to travel with Changa. She was such a scary dog. Like if we that would traumatize her forever if we put her under the plane. <laughs> also think about it. Like you, this plane's going 700 miles per hour. It's making all types of noise, turbulence. You ain't never felt no that you right. up in the air, and, there, and then if there's other dogs down there, and everybody barking and, and they'll be down there with you. you know. yeah. I feel like there has to it's be. It's dark. Wind. Oh my gosh, you don't know how long you're gonna be down here. Mm-mm. And yo, and you've been separated from your people for a minute. Yeah, like since yeah. I don't got think I could ever travel with my dogs. Just thinking about that, it's so sad. There's a lady that on TikTok that, that travels, like her job is to travel with dogs. But she, every time I've seen her, not just dogs, animals, but every time I've seen her, it's been a small enough dog to bring into the plane. Mm-hmm. That's why people be lying, saying like, this is my service dog. And they get like the documentation for it so they can, um, don't call me a liar now. I don't know the process, but that's what I, the girls say. They always lie and get the paperwork. So it's like an emotional mm-hmm. support dog rather. Um, so they don't have to put it under. Cause I mean I do seem. I feel like I wouldn't put want to put, and I feel like that's why like even though like it's annoying like everyone's annoyed, I never, I just turn my podcast turn my music up when I hear a baby crying on the plane because I too would be crying if I didn't know what was going on, like there's mad people here my ears are popping it's mad loud why are we going up why are we going down why are we bouncing in the air like, I would have several questions at the nine month old. So that's why, like, you just turn the music up. You just do the best you can, hopefully. And, like, not give the mother a hard time. Like, don't be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, people be looking yeah. at the baby, like, turn her back and look. I'm like, 
Yo, I she's hate doing when people do that. Can. What are you talking about? It's a baby. Babies cry. Y'all already know how I feel about babies. Like I feel like people might expect me to be that type of person. Babies cry. They do. Even even with toddlers and stuff. Like, I was just about to say at even a certain toddlers. Point, like it's like yeah, sometimes people be having their kids run around, but also to a certain point, you can't really st- like toddlers need to be you know around. Not you can't expect yeah. them to sit still all the time. Like, like expecting a four year old to sit on a three and a half hour flight and not be restless is wild to me. Like, like go touch come grass. on, bro. Like, like my mom said that she had that situation when my sister was a baby. Like somebody, she can't somebody. One of them was already sitting down. Either my mom and Danielle or the person. And so when the other one came to sit down, the person looked over and saw the baby and was like, <sighs> and then at the end of the flight, she was like, oh my gosh, she was so good and quiet. Oh my gosh, I thought. And my mom was like, uh uh-uh. uh, like, nah, because yeah. you was rude when I, first, when I first got over here. Ain't you no oh my rude. God now. And why like, could it be so animated a- with it? For what? Because I can understand, baby, like, the, your last your last <laughs> flight, you sent it to a baby and it cried the whole time. But, like, why do you have to do all of that? Yeah, it's really, like, it's, like, bro. Like, y'all are Chill. ridiculous. <laughs> right. Like, it's a, literally a baby. Like, shout out to the parents that travel. And also, kids already got their mind of their own. They're already doing too much. And they, they falling down. They touching everything. They licking everything. And you got to bring them through an airport? I don't understand how y'all do it. I don't. Like, kudos to you, 10 out of 10. Because I don't even want to bring myself through it. Now that you got the mask and they touching everything, TSA mad rude. That's why I don't like flying through big airports because I was in Newark. And a TSA engine, like, there is thousands of people at TSA. And that's why it made me realize I'm going to get pre-checked because the world's opening back up. And I cannot keep doing the rude TSA agents, yelling at everybody. Yeah. And then Newark, they were, I don't know if they were knackered or what, but they wasn't even giving instructions, like, yelling at people, telling them what to do. I'm just like, y'all, this is too much. And the lady was like, go to row two. And I'm looking, trying to find row two, and the TSA was, like, doing, like, this, like, right here. Like, come on. And I was like, don't make me get on the no-fly list. It's hot in here. I'm sweating. I got a mask on. I got to look at you. Like, relax. <laughs> like, thousands of people in line at TSA. I'm not over-exaggerating. Okay, okay maybe a little bit. Hundreds <laughs> at least, okay? Close to 1,000. Like, they got the rope serpentine so much that like you walking three miles just to go three feet because they got to funnel as many people in they can like it's a mess like it's a mess traveling sucks it do yeah especially now everything dirty and sticky and grimy i'm not going nowhere to talk a fly private no just point listen kim 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 just kim k just bought a plane yo let me go to dollar you know let me get in your plane Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so last week, um, was it last week? I think so. Last week, um, I was on Facebook. I will never delete Facebook. Y'all know that. I said that before. I was on Facebook. I'm in this group, and this dude was complaining about um, a Summer Walker concert that he went to. Um, and he was like, I can't believe I wasted my money at Summer Walker. Like, I paid $200 for two tickets because it was my best friend's birthday just to see 30 minutes. Um, she, she, he 30? Called her 30 he called her lazy um he said that um she only did like three songs from her current album um and then he was like two songs in and um she was tired and needed a chair 
that's what he that's what he's like I can't believe it and he was like I should have gone to Battle of the Bands would have been a better show and everybody in the comments was like yeah I could have told you that I was like all right <laughs> so um I didn't I kind of like let it go I didn't think about it no more because I like Summer Walker's music but one her recent album is not for me it was just too much like I don't got no baby daddy problems or no man problem so I like I was it was just too much it was it was too much I tried to listen I didn't even get all the way through it um that's for one and for two she's kind of stupid so I kind of oh, been like kind of yes, like she's right. very talented I've been off Summer Walker for a while um yeah, but I didn't really, have much going on up there there's not when she first of all Summer Walker been a bird for a while and when I say bird I mean a little bird remember when she went viral like a couple years ago because she bathes by licking her you remember that no. yeah Someone walk up in a bird and she's talking about like she needs to feed her baby like um like all she organic her stuff. Baby all kind of weird stuff she's feeding her baby honey which newborns should not have honey like How that's literally know that except for me i How found that out that? because i have when my nephew was born oh why do you know why that's all the reason why i know that it's some type of chemical in there that, that i don't know they can't have it i don't know exactly like what but it's not they shouldn't have it and yeah that's how i found out because i was like my sister told me that i think i don't know how it came up but i was like honey bro i heard crystal <laughs> like everybody knows no, that and i was like the amount of babies i've been around and i did not know the honey thing i'm gonna look it up to see like what what chemical it is and like it doesn't exist in other foods um but yeah she's just, she's just kind of stupid i'm sorry like some people are just dumb she's not she's she's one of them she's very stupid she put, she's like i think babies just need like kill water and honey like it's just very weird bird like behavior and like for what right um so i went I, I put it out of my mind and then um the read came on last week and they were talking about that and something we're gonna come, come up later about people complaining about summer walker's performance and then i also went back to to the post in that group that i was in and i looked someone posted a video of her performing and I didn't I didn't send it to you but she's really she looks exhausted she doesn't look like she wants to be there she um is standing in one spot it looks like a dress rehearsal she's not singing it doesn't seem like she's singing at full capacity the audience is so supportive and is so excited to see her that they're singing way louder than she is it's just like I would I personally would be annoyed to be there like I would be mad that I paid for something like that especially when we're talking about like $200 tickets like maybe if it was like a like an essence fest and she was one part of the lineup then maybe but it's like it it didn't seem like she should have been up there in the first place she kind of came alive a little bit when um who was that was it SZA I don't remember I couldn't find the clip the original clip that I saw um, I think SZA came up there to perform with her and then she kind of opened up a little bit more and I say all of this knowing that Summer Walker has social anxiety she really doesn't like performing I think Doja Cat I don't think she, I don't think Doja Cat has social anxiety as much as she just hates touring um it was, and, I remember Doja Cat posted this whole thing about how exhausted she was yeah she had quite a ride to the top so I think they've just been like her team has probably just been giving her so many engagements mm. like she just hasn't had a break and she's like and people were like why don't you just not do it and and she's like i, I, I was looking like y'all don't know how this stuff works Every, everything's a contract and like yeah. and buying out of a contract is not worth the money if you can't even do so I'm, well I mean, i'm sure you can but it's not worth the money um so i wanted to just talk a little bit about this and like how some of these things like apply to classical music um because a lot of people were talking about it not just this group um she was kind of trending on twitter a little bit because people were like what the heck is this um 
So I want to talk to you about lackluster performances. Like, have you ever been to one? Like, have you ever experienced one, like, in general or um, in classical music? Like, someone who didn't look excited to be there, wasn't engaging, wasn't inter- wasn't engaging to the audience, like, wasn't fun to look at, like, fun to be there? Well, this is hard because I don't really like going to concerts. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, like, I have to dig deep into my brain. I feel like I won't even to one. And I really don't, so I don't go to a lot of, it's, and like, okay, don't really like going to concerts in general. And if I were to go to one, probably would be less likely to go to a classical music concert. Just because the whole sitting still thing, like, I like to be doing stuff when, I, when I'm listening to music. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think. So it, w- with that, I feel like I haven't been to all that many. Probably, I mean, I've definitely been to more than the average person. But I'm trying to think of anybody who I'm just like, yo, get me out of here, bro. And I can't really think of anybody. Mm, you know, good. like anybody that's like, but like beyond the average because i'm in like how dang how lackluster you gotta do you gotta be to do a lackluster classical music concert you know what i mean because it's like it's not like i understand that there's a you can put like passion and stuff into stuff but like not everybody is that super theatrical player right so it's like even if you aren't that it i don't think that necessarily classifies you as lackluster in the context of, of classical music so i'm like what does a lackluster classical music concert even look like dang you gotta be what you sleeping on the stage like <laughs> yeah that's about to say <laughs> even when i was typing the question i was thinking about that same idea like i think classical music's a little different because like i think about like watching kids perform like our kids doing when i watch my students perform they do the little breath that you taught them how to do and they play their little go tell and roadie they play it whatever they're not they're not emoting they're playing and i'm engaged i'm like oh look at little ting ting playing i remember when it sounded bad i remember when she started i remember when she couldn't get no sound look at her playing you know mm-hmm. and then when you watch suzuki kids play they twinkle you don't think like wow this is freaking boring as hell why are they not moving why are they not emoting they're freaking they have accomplished a skill um they have accomplished a skill that a lot of their peers didn't make it this far you know what i'm saying they couldn't they could make past mississippi stop stop so i think it's just a different expectation i feel like even my peers that i watch well i don't think i've watched any of my peers i think by the time you get to a a certain level there's some going on so i agree i haven't been to one and then as far as concerts i mean i went to as funny as it is i went to a Nicki minaj concert back in like 2016 2015 and um it wasn't it wasn't lackluster but I don't know, I feel like rap performances in general, then well, how much can you do? You know, unless you're like Meg, who's like dancing and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't mean, remember much about it. My legs were burning because we were on a hill. So I really wanted to go home. And I also didn't like, I barely like Nicki Minaj then. I definitely don't like her now. So I was kind of, I, I didn't have any buy in to be there. Mm-hmm. Dang. But you know me, Shane Way was fun. He was like, "Come, let's be like, let's go to the Nicki Minaj." I was like, "All right." And gospel concerts, like, what kind of gospel concert is like? Let's see. CCM. You said what? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about. So one of the things that like is a constant critique of Summer Walker. She doesn't know how to put on the show. Like, I'm not being dramatic. I'm saying like. Like when you watch Summer Walker perform, she looks like she does not want to be there, and probably because she doesn't. 
Um, and and people are like, well, why are you touring? I'm like, because it makes money, you know. And then Crystal confirmed that because that was my guess. It makes money. That's why she's there doing it anyway. I had the thought that she's up there because she needs to make more money or someone's making her do it to make them money. Um, but she's literally just standing there, like how I'm holding this mic. That's how Summer looks when she when she um performs. Um, and so people were saying like she does not know how to put on a show and I wanted to talk about the differences that you thought there were in ex- the expectation of putting on a show in classical music versus other genres because like when you go when you go to like um like I, okay I didn't go but like when I watched for example when I watched um what is that big Rami blinking when Beyonce did we did a whole episode on it or homecoming yeah when Beyonce did homecoming I'm like she put on a good show right like you could leave saying like oh this person put on a good show so let's talk a little bit about the expectations um in classical music and other genres I mean the thing is with Summer Walker like she don't even have to be on her like she don't even have to be in her entertainer bag there are a lot of singers who don't dance don't do anything else um, don't even really move around the stage that put on good shows mm-hmm. because they like they lean into that like um I'm trying to think like some of the like neo soul girls like they don't do none of that and I yeah, think summer walker true. is is kind of in that that realm like that aren't at least r and b i don't I've never in my life heard a summer walker song never um, there's no way not even not that I know of that okay. I that I know was Summer Walker and I don't sure. really listen to the radio so I don't really see maybe I've heard it in a store or something or like but, on, online yeah, yeah but never in my life I couldn't name you one Summer Walker song so um what was I about to say that but there are a lot of people um who are like that um like I'm just say I just saw Let's See she opened for Stevie Wonder and um was that let us see i can't remember anyway um i think it was let us see um but like just people like the a lot of the neo soul girls don't like they'll just sit there and sing but they sit there and sing well and it's like if they put like some passion to it just like yeah girl like that's just the vibe yeah. i mm-hmm. think maybe her team needs to go into cultivating that vibe around her yeah and then she could you can literally just get a stool sit on the stool and sing yeah like you because you can if you if you build the vibe around that then you can you can certainly do it um but you said what oh what do you think the differences are and put it on the show between classical music and other genres well yeah i mean i feel like a lot of there's just a lot less to worry about in classical music like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. the only the only exception will probably be like opera because then they actually have you know more things to to worry about in terms of like the staging costume like it's a whole it's a production Mm -hmm. you know but i feel like classical music and a lot of um like i guess like fans of orchestral music have pride prided themselves around that whole it's the music mm-hmm. and the you know what I mean like so that they really just need the bare minimum I think personally when I go to a classical music concert I'm looking for if I go to see a soloist for example I'm I personally am looking for some type of performance factor like I but I'm also a type of I also move as a player um 
like even in auditions i'm like girl can anybody even see you um because like it's music you know what i'm saying like i feel moved by it like i kind of expect to to see that not in an expectation where like how dare you not but it's just like i don't know it's like you i expect to hear an a before y'all play i expect the orchestra to stand when the conductor comes out i expect that they use it the use of expecting that in that way um and i might be like oh look at this famous person not moving around but also like that's kind of like my style like a lot of the performers that i enjoy are very animated like janine yansen for example she's a she's a very animated player but i also know i'm in, i'm not a minority necessarily but i also know there's a lot of people that don't like that kind of stuff they think it's distracting um which ties into what you said about the music speaking for itself you don't need to do all that um but for me i think that a good show is playing well and being engaging because it's like if you're to me if like you're not engaged i could listen to this very same thing at home on my couch which i probably would have done anyway but i'm just saying um yeah i feel like when it comes to other genres i do think i think that's why like it's kind of boring like to watch like male rappers except for like a few except for like drake for example drake is very animated um but like in comparison to like the migos that just stand there and then they move three feet and they stand there and then they move over there and they stand over there you know it's like (laughs) um and you know a rapper i used to like um whose name i won't say was also very was also very animated and they put on a good show which is one of the the, was one of the talking points of of them because one thing about this person they were gonna put on the show like one thing about this person they gonna have a prop you know even if it was distracting or stupid it was like you could you know there's something to expect um so i think there i think there there are different like i don't think anyone classical music is expecting anything like theatrical except for maybe opera like you said um so the the pressure's not there but i think for me the expectation is there like i want to be i want to feel like like you do you want to be here girl like or is it the fifty thousand dollar check enough like you did you just learn this whole concerto just to get your little check or like do you actually do you also get the enjoyment out of it like that's kind of like what i want to know yeah that's true because you can also tell like when people don't want to be there like even orchestra members i think because for some uh, for a lot of people in orchestra it is just a job and it'd be showing on y'all faces sometimes you think so yeah because i probably be showing i know for a fact somebody my back is be hurting (laughs) like not even just like your face because a lot of people look serious when they're playing but i just mean like your face your body language like you can can tell when somebody don't want to be there yeah which is like it's kind of tacky to me especially when you're working with kids that's really when i'm just like girl tighten up but yeah because especially when you when you when when the whole introduction not the introduction i, I forgot my sonata like form, but the first little part when the first little part is like long like it's seven minutes and you have the audacity to take the first repeat why like taking a repeat on brahms one are are we okay are we okay my back is on fire and okay. <laughs> it's just a lot I don't, I don't understand um but yeah i'm gonna pay more attention to that I'm, i mean i'm in a i'm in a happy orchestra so I'm, maybe i'll look around and see what the girls are giving well that one situation i told you about in that one orchestra wait the messy one the real okay let me not you can't say too much thing i'm not that I'm was not a placing it there was a, a very messy situation I told you about and dealing with some members of orchestra and somebody got the short end of the stick and this person 
had always been looking like they didn't want to be there and once I found out about that situation I was like a lot of this is coming together I have to ask you after because I'm not placing this out first of all we dragged so many orchestras out it could be I got three came to mind so I'll ask you okay do you think okay this is a two-part question because classical music doesn't want to learn anything from anybody but do you think classical music can learn from other genres i said vice versa here but i actually don't think so because i think classical musicians are way tend to be more stoic and not like in a regal way but just in a they don't move type of way so don't get uh wait okay said it wait okay i could just oh yeah that's that was messy <laughs> wow i forgot that happened Girl, Did I give you an update? I don't think I gave you an update. That's what I'm about to say. You oh ain't gave me no update. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Wait. I might have. No, but I don't know. No, you ain't okay, give me no update. Anyway. You did not. I would have remembered that. <laughs> we will connect it for the show. Um, I forgot about that. Sorry. But I mean, anything. That classical music can learn from other genres. I mean. I mean, maybe, but there's also something classical music can learn from other cultures. Like that video, um, I mean, there are a couple videos, but a, a video of the Bolivars has been circulating on Twitter. Like, I think I just saw it this morning or last night um, of them playing Mambo. And like in the crowd cheering, they was throwing stuff in the, in the orchestra. Like it was a, it was a lot. <laughs> They haven't said every strong stuff. I feel like I would be like, the heck is that? But um I mean in America I would be might be a grenade or something. But like, another country. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um it was uh Gustavo Dudamel in, in Venezuela conducting the Bolivars and like, like it was they was swinging the trump nah, it was old it was an old video. Oh, and I they were swinging the trumpets around and all of this stuff, like, you know. Um and so I feel like so you can kind of already see people doing stuff like this in classical music just not it's just it just doesn't get as much attention like i feel like every now and then somebody circulates a video of the bolivars and they're like yeah 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 we should start being more fun in classical music and then it goes to the wayside and don't nobody care no more so i mean i just can't see some people being down for that i feel like our audiences are so freaking dry and boring they would never do that and uptight like even the players yeah. i don't even think the players are serious as much as they take themselves too seriously a like, girl yeah just toward a little cello like i remember also, i could see that now somebody get carried away they throw something down there and now, now it was a dent in your viola i don't know <laughs> i mean what was they throwing <laughs> it looked like it looked like paper but you know oh, people okay. be getting carried away yeah especially oh. here now somebody's somebody throwing a book a hardcover book <laughs> right a piano <laughs> But I remember when we played um, Rosen Cavalier. I think it was Rosen Cavalier um, when I was in undergrad. Dr. Block made the cellos. If it wasn't Rosen Cavalier, it was one of them pieces that got like the bum, rest, rest, rest. Okay, sorry. I'm a musician. Bum, rest, rest, rest. Bum, rest, 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 bum. Like there was like the time. And he made the cellos turn, like spin their cellos in the rest. That was a cool effect. Now, half the cello session, they want to do it. And I'm like, I wish we could do that. Like, why are y'all so boring? Like, spin your little cello. It's cute. It gives, you know? Like, um, I think it was Rosen Cavalier, but someone's going to be like, well, it actually ends quiet. I'm like, girl, then I don't know. Um, But I remember he made he made the cellos do that. And it's just like, it just looks cool. It's like little stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have to do that at Yola sometimes. Playing like, dance bass. on. Yeah, we were playing dance on or Tico Tico or something else. Like, but I will say we did this one concert where I was pissed off before that concert, and so all of that wasn't cute no more. Like, <laughs> I, was mad. I was so freaking pissed. They actually had to come up and was like, "So, do you want to talk?" I'm like, "No, I want to leave. That's what I want to do." Like, I was mad because they had me. Basically, it conflicted with a dress rehearsal for school. Which I could not miss, and it would have to do with my grade, and so I didn't want, you know, like it was for my sh- my string orchestra concert at school, and and they said that they would talk to them about it, and then of course when I got there I was even more mad because they didn't talk to him about it, mm. you know. So I'm like, first of all, you got a full bass section, y'all can't do it without me. Hey, Karen, my one little self, like that was really yeah. So that that had me pissed off and all that. We up and we spit the instruments and we that 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 like all that. I was like, we, we could did all that. <laughs> I don't want to do none of this. <laughs> now you, now you mad? You fling your bass off the stage? Then what, Delaney? Yeah, exactly. So, nah, then what to them? I guess I, I can't play no more. Spinning the bass seems like a liability. I'm, where y'all sit down though, right? Yeah, but there was a part where they had everybody in the orchestra get up, and I stayed seated. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then one of the like teachers was behind me, and he was like, "You're the only person on this on the stage sitting down." I'm like, "Okay." Individuality, okay. Period. No, nah, I got that. Up to man, but um, I felt like yeah, was, I was irritated. There was one performance that I did with my middle schoolers that I made them spin the cellos, but in the bass player, we want to do that too. And I was like, I don't know if I, I remember this conversation. Cause I was like, I don't know if Corliss, if I trust you spinning that bass, because I want that bass to come back around. You know, right. I don't remember what now, I was looking like a what you call that a dreidel. Going, right. down, going around the room she's trying you over there trying to start a fire you know how like back in the day you used to start fire they would go like this she over there doing that with the um you know how you used to start a fire like this oh right the, the neck of the base in between my hands okay um, i don't remember what happened but came of that but i got it from dr block i was like okay period let's spend some stuff um we already kind of talked about that. I don't think classical music is ready for any. Like they gonna keep doing what they doing too. If it's about um, okay. So another thing that the girls are talking about is they only did two. They only did two songs from um, her current album, and I learned on the read um, that the reason for this was because you know summer. It, her whole album was about London on the track, basically, which is her sorry, which is her former baby daddy that they had this whole like Instagram blowout with. It was very tacky. Um, and so she's having problems with her baby daddy. Um, the reason I don't feel I don't feel a lot of empathy for her besides the fact that she's a brand new baby because she clowned his other baby mothers, um, and now you're in the same position position, which is a problem <laughs> I'm talking about. She's a bird. She's a bird. That's what I'm talking about. Um, that really irritated me because you think like you different. I don't know. I don't like that because you're 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 putting other women down. Anyway. Um, and the same dude got you looking stupid. Got you oh looking the same gosh. way. And then she got on Instagram live talking about leave me alone. I'm like, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, I'm leave you alone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not adding to it, but I'm also not. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel, feel bad, bad for you. Yeah, I feel bad for the baby. I feel bad for her as a as a mother. Yeah, um, with some of the stuff that they were describing that she has to worry about. With like why you her finding baby marks in your baby? Like why you finding bruises on? That's that is concerning. Yeah. You would li- my child would literally never go back. They they telling you they they won't tell you where the baby is staying or sleeping. Like that's how you I show you a crib. Feel bad. 
definitely feel bad about her yeah. bad about that but i don't feel bad that you uh you was literally putting down other women behind this right. dude who turned around and did the same thing to you like girl like how can you be yeah. so stupid i'm sorry i mean she's young she's she's quite young but i feel like i was not acting like that when i was that age so i don't i don't know what to say i just feel like it just was a bad look like you could have at least waited a couple of years and that haven't happened to you it happened like clockwork um but she was saying that the album was about a lot of the album is just like too fresh for her so she's not performing none of those songs okay so this this is my perspective on that i was gonna ask you um should you go to a concert expecting to hear songs you you want to hear um so i heard everything crystal was saying she's never gone to a beyonce concert and expected to hear her favorite songs but thinking through that further my perspective was if you just put out an album i would expect to hear some of the songs from your album that's my only thing but what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean i think the expectation in the same way that you said you expect like that at orchestras you're gonna hear the a you're gonna like things that just typically happen yeah i would expect that especially a lot of people i don't know how this concert was advertised but a lot of people advertise based on the tour like for example when for like Oh well, it wasn't the Lemonade tour; it was the Formation tour. But for but even the Formation tour, you think she's not gonna she's not gonna do Formation? Well, like, <laughs> imagine her calling the Formation tour. And she's she's saying uh, "Love on Top," Halo. Right. <laughs> like, um, but a lot of people they name their tours like after the album. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I I mean, it really just depends. I mean, I do think it's not it's not weird for them to have expected to hear something off the album she just released yeah and um, like also have it being the bulk of the concert i can't i mean that's what i would think i mean she somewhere hasn't even been around around that long yeah it's not like it's like like beyonce can do an entire concert with nothing from her past three albums right <laughs> like, she just doesn't have the catalog so i i think like while i understand what kefiri and crystal were saying i just don't agree i don't agree i mean i feel like like miss mama's got like what 20 30 songs out if and i feel like that might even be ambitious yeah, yeah actually i would expect for you to sing a lot of them probably everything you got to be honest with that kind of catalog because also performing for 30 minutes is just such it's just not fair to your fans um yeah that's that's the part that's really jacked up and that's what Nick, Nicki minaj though he did that too it was like 30 minutes it was 30 minutes. I forgot her opening set, who took forever. And then she came on late. But I don't really got nothing nice to say about her, so let me shut up. Um, what do you think what do you think it will look like? Because like in classical music, like you like when you go to see when you go to see an orchestra, even an orchestra that has put albums out, like when you go to National Symphony, you'd be like, Oh hey, period, they just put an album out. I'm gonna go up here and go see. Um I'm gonna go see Brahms one. And it's like then they play Beethoven three and it's like, hold on not y'all not falling it's, it's different because also like classical music tells you that would be interesting for beyonce if she if she said like her entire what was her entire set finna be you know but i also think that's also like the surprise element that'd be cute for a little classical musical thing that'd be cute if you went to orchestra and it could be any piece and they never told you what it was you guys gotta figure it out but that's also the, the buy-in for classical music is people going to hear stuff that they want to hear but what do you think yeah. it would look like if you could request an orchestra to play certain things um 
I mean, well, going back a little bit, I do think, yeah, that's a part of the the surprise, especially because in, in like, usually in live performances, the way that they transition music is different, too. So it's like, oh, what's she doing? Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, if you go to a Beyonce concert, there's going to be transitions between songs that are, like, different. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but for classical music, I actually think that, that would be, that would be kind of cool as, like, a little thing like a here and there where they had like a mystery concert yeah that'd be cute because you're right it is the buy-in because remember i told you about that one there was a music director who was like i want to get to the, the place where we don't even have to announce repertoire people just come just because i'm like that's not gonna happen it's not like a lot of the the buy-in for classical music is oh they playing such and such oh let me go see that like let me say that <laughs> like, i literally when i went to berlin they were playing my favorite symphony i'm like oh period i really wasn't gonna go but period like let's go everybody see. going just because they love you so much like <laughs> I don't know, but also maybe some orchestras because maybe i would have gone maybe i don't know but some orchestras do have that but not all like a lot i think a lot of people like chicago new york phil whatever like they probably just gonna roll up and like whatever you got is what you got but i feel like that's also kind of rare especially if you're yeah that's also like yeah especially because that's like that's also like your resident orchestra like that's who's over there you know like it's not really because it's you yeah <laughs> it's because you here like you know <laughs> like in the same way that like it's it's if someone is gonna go to a beyonce concert it's because it's beyonce mm. you know yeah. like they and they're probably gonna travel to where beyonce is at to do it but you it's not like oh, well, hold on, let me go, and, and I'm going to follow the CSO on tour, and, yeah. oh, they on tour in Europe, but let me go over there. Like, it's not it's not all of that. Yeah. It's, you know, like, obviously people have connections and they love their home orchestra, but at the end of the day, it's your home orchestra. Like, they always going to be over there. Yeah. yeah. But you also even made, like, you also alluded to a good point, too, about um, soloists are like that. Because before the pandemic, I was I, I wanted to finally go see Jeannie Jansen, and I was like, okay, I don't even care what she's playing. Because she was playing, maybe someone could correct me. I don't remem- remember that well. But she was playing a, a violin concert I don't really care for. So it had to either be Beethoven or Brahms. And I was like, you know what? I don't really care for this. But I guess I'm going to go over there and see her. Because I do want to see her in person. So I think that, that but it's not because, ooh, it's Janine. And she's playing with the Helsinki Radio Orchestra. Ooh, period. Perfect <laughs> duo. You know, it's just like, no, girl. <laughs> I want to not perfect duo. <laughs> I wanted to see her play finally, or like the same thing with um. I almost put some money down to go see um Miss Girl at Chicago Symphony, but the dates wouldn't work out. What's her name? Hundred Days of Practice. Oh, Hillary. Hillary. Yeah, don't tell her I called her that. <laughs> she she sometimes be listening to the show, so no, she don't. <laughs> yeah, she do. No, <laughs> yeah, she do. She follow us on Instagram. She said so. Hey, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt she. I doubt she's a, a religious. She wants to the show. I she highly doubt that. She probably clicked on one time and left. Because honestly, watch us get a DM. And be like, hey y'all, <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey y'all, love the episode this week. Signed, Miss Girl. <laughs> I would be embarrassed. Actually, would I be embarrassed? Probably not. She seems like normal. So yeah. If I call, if I call, if, first of all, if I call like Ricardo Muti, like Mister Man. And he got on, and he rolled, be like cease and desist. I feel like he he more stuffy, but um, from I mean I didn't meet him, but whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like um, 
I don't know how it would directly impact sales because I feel like at this, but I mean at this point y'all y'all need to try everything y'all got y'all got to give y'all because it's not looking good. I mean, as a novelty, I think it would be kind of cool, you know, like because that's something that people don't really do, like as just like a little, especially people who are like, I don't know, who are like avid symphony goers. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that would be like, a, hmm, what they got going on? A little. A little mix of the, you know, I don't know. It could be cute. It could be cute, especially if it was done right, because a lot of y'all don't be doing stuff right. Um, or like even if it's like a little sampler, so you don't play the whole piece, but it's just like it's just like a grab bag type of vibe where like you go in, and the orchestra just plays like excerpts from pieces, or even like um, build your own concert type thing where it's like I don't know. That could be real cute if you, if it was like like a build your own concert and like you had audience members picking up piece from my hat and orchestra just pulls that piece out i mean i i ain't gonna say too much but i feel like a lot of orchestras are not in a position to be side reading but they would be pre- i mean i feel like of all the pieces in the house all the pieces in the hat would be rehearsed yeah it would have to be something like that which is why i said like in in order to in order to keep it from being like only four pieces like maybe you have like 20 things that 20 like one minute excerpts from things that you rehearsed throughout the week or stuff that's already quote unquote in the repertoire. Like every orchestra musician, orchestra musician can play Brahms one, Beethoven, Beethoven five. There is a um, but in that case, I feel like, yeah, um, that that does make sense. Although I would be kind of mad if I went to something like this. <laughs> I started playing Beethoven five. I'd be like, girl, it's a regular that, concert. <laughs> that's true. I feel like y'all should do. It has to be some stuff that has to be. It has to be done well, and y'all not gonna do it well. Y'all just not. I'm sorry, but it just has to be. There has to be a mix of stuff. There's a um, some contemporary piece where it's not necessarily they give requests of like pieces, but it's like there's an app, and the orchestra can like choose what. Sorry, the audience can choose what the orchestra does next. Hmm. Like it's people in the audience get the app, and then they can pick like. I don't even know. Like they could pick, like to add an instrument in or something like that. Like That's I, I heard about that somewhere. Like yeah. a group compose. Yeah, I was like, okay, they do music girls coming coming through with a little with a little something something because you know sometimes y'all be a little <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> right now, next thing you know, the trumpet the trumpeter leaves the, the principal trumpeter leaves the section and go down to the seat, start beating on the beating on the cushion in some joint. Guys, yeah, so. it's all type of weird stuff. It'd be weird. It'd be it'd be weird. I mean, but it's good. A lot of it is good. Yeah. Not all of it, but a lot of it's good. I mean, sometimes you know, you gotta have the people that go too far, to like, you know, gotta see where the line is, and uh, and some, you know, some good stuff comes out of it. Because you know what they say, uh, what is it? Uh, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Some of y'all be missing, but some of y'all be landing among the stars. It's that's true. A, I mean, if a, nobody pushed the boundaries, I feel like yeah. If nobody pushed the boundaries, everything would still sound like uh, Stamets. God forbid. <laughs> okay. So we need y'all to tell us what to do and what not to do within reason. Like, I mean, I, I mean, you know, actually, never mind. Go ahead, write your symphony for car horn and lotion bottle. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at my room. I was just looking around my room. I um you got a car horn in your room? 
I knew you were finna say that, but I was like, surely she won't because like why? But then you then you did anyway. That's cool. Yeah. That's what you said. That's good. That was real funny. I don't know. We done? Yep. Great. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. So there's room for everyone at the top. What are you talking about, Delaney? This week, I am talking about Naima Burrs. Uh, Naima is a violinist and a conductor from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, she studied at the University of Northern Iowa, where she received her Master of Music degree in violin performance while serving as a graduate dis- graduate assistant during her studies she also has a bachelor's of arts degree in music from virginia commonwealth university she served at the, as the concert master for the premiere of stephen allen's opera uh lyrics of sunshine and shadow at the john f kennedy center um in washington dc she's performed internationally with the richmond-based uh ensemble flutopia and a tour of ireland during the summers of 20. 20- uh, in the summer of 2012 and 2013 traveled to Italy on a choir tour um, with St. James Church performing at uh, many great venues including the Basilica di San Marco in Venice and the Vatican in Rome um, and she's also traveled to Brazil to perform on tour with the University of Northern Iowa Symphony Orchestra um, she was one of 12 violinists chosen uh, internationally to participate in the 2014 Scotia Festival of Music, um, which is a chamber and orchestral um, music festival in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where she performed with the legendary cellist Lynn Harrell. Um, she was also um, served as concertmaster for Stephen M. Allen's new opera, The Poet, um, starring mezzo-soprano Denise Graves in Washington, D.C. Um, she's also served as concertmaster for a chamber orchestra for the PBS documentary about the life and work of Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Um, and she also has participated in, in several other uh, music festivals, including the Color of Music uh, Festival in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, as a part of the festival's all-female uh, virtuosi ensemble. Um, she's been a featured guest on NPR's show With Good Reason, uh, where she discussed her upbringing and career and performed works celebrating the contributions of African-American composers and musicians. And she was one of four conductors chosen to uh, participate in the 2021 Winter Green Music Festival as a summit conductor, where she worked with master teachers such as James Ross and Aaron Freeman. Um, she was also um, recently appointed as the next conductor of the Hopkins Concert Orchestra and the assistant conductor of the Hopkins Symphony at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. Um, and she's performed as a section violinist with many ensembles, including the Richmond Symphony, um, the Waterloo Cedar Falls Symphony, uh, the Williamsburg Symphony, um, and also as principal second violin with the opera. Um, Opera on the James as concert master of the Summer Garden Opera. Um, she's a full-time instructor at Virginia State University. Um, she has also served on the faculty of Longwood University in Hampton Sydney College. She's currently pursuing a Doctor of Musical Arts degree in instrumental conducting at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. Um, and I came across her um, on Facebook because she just announced that she has been appointed as the music director of the Petersburg Symphony Orchestra. Dang! So, I know. Period. Shout out to Naima for being black and excellent. 
Period. Um, my piece this week is Twenty Four Negro Melodies by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Period. All right, y'all. Wait, hold up. I said I wasn't gonna forget this week. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an animation suggestion, send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our website, classicallyblackpodcast.com. If you're black, join ISPM. It's free and black. Oh, if you're black. Um, IS Black Musicians on social media, isblackmusicians.com. And we will see y'all next week on Fun and Grey. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye.